drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started on their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Macintosh and Maude's chocolate shop was open for business. Hey everybody, welcome to the Riverdale, what are we calling this? <sighs> let's, let's call this the Doghouse After Dark, <laughs> because we're, this, this segment at least, we will be talking about season one, mm-hmm. and we are both currently drinking. Heck yeah. So we're going to get silly. Oh yeah. And yeah, so we're just going to, we're just talking about season one. Yeah, this part, season one, go back, review. Just talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. And we're going to start with, who is your favorite character? My favorite character. Yep. Cheryl. Really? Yeah, I was a little surprised when I sat there and I thought about it. Um, Cheryl's my favorite character. Why? Her dialogue is awesome. She has some of the best lines. I mean, yeah. A B and E with B and V. Betty, what would your holy roller brother say about that? Mm -hmm. That's just amazing. Um, and the Cheryl we met in episode one and the Cheryl we see in episode 13 had a lot of growth. That's true. And we got to see a lot of different layers from her. Um, now, we saw different layers from the other characters, too, but hers were just so drastically different while still being true to the character. So she was just the most fun for me. And she's a she's she's a villain and that's kind of fun. See, but for me she's all over the place. Like I get that. But they've written her character so off off the wall everywhere that I don't feel like it there's there's a consistent through line. Well, her consistent through line is that she wants power. Yeah. And, but she is very fragile underneath all of that. I'm still thoroughly convinced that what she wants is to take over the business. Yeah, we're not going to talk about season two. We're talking <laughs> about season one right now. We're not going to talk about what we think is going to happen. That's a whole nother section where I'm probably going to be a lot more tipsy by them. <laughs> Please forgive the ice clinking. That's my lady juice. <laughs> Which is my favorite cocktail. Are you going to tell the folks at home what Lady Juice is? Lady Juice <laughs> is whatever Capri Sun you have in your fridge. Mm -hmm. Some ice cubes, especially if it's not cold. And a shot or two or more of absolute peach vodka. That is Lady Juice. <laughs> it's sweet and it's awesome. <laughs> if you don't have Capri Sun... Apple juice works great, too. I know. <laughs> I've testament to it. It's good stuff. Not that sugar-free apple crap, no. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Juice. So, Cheryl's my favorite. She just, I, I always enjoy her in a scene. Like, there are scenes where I've been like, ugh, because I feel like things are being so melodramatic, but it's not, it, the, it's, I don't have a problem with her. Okay. What about you? I'm going to say the stereotypical answer here. It's Betty. Okay. I, I struggled here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I struggled right up until now to come up with that one. Mm -hmm. um, and it was between Jughead or Betty. Okay. 
but it's got to be Betty. I thought I would say either Jughead, Betty, or even maybe Kevin. But it was oh, excuse me, it was Cheryl. It it's it's Betty. Um, <clears throat> some of that has to do with the actress and the fact that she, out of that entire crew, is the strongest. That's not putting down anybody, no, but I, I don't disagree she, with any of those points. But she is the strongest. Um, she's just the most intriguing character. There's so many unanswered questions about her. There's so much darkness hidden behind there, and they have written it in such a way that she gets to struggle with that darkness Mm -hmm. in subtext where the actress really gets to play all of those points. They don't, they don't try and force it out in the open in any weird Uh way. They just make it work and let her naturally go there. I I think she's probably the best written of the characters. Absolutely. She is now to be fair to everyone. Everyone is a, a stereotype archetype. They're based they, off they of an are. archetype. So. But she is the one who, while remaining true to that stereotype, gets to move around. Oh, of course. In it very well. Um, yeah, no, I... She's She's got so much depth to her. She does. And there's so much left to explore with her. Okay. I think, I think the one that's one thing maybe that I would be concerned with with Cheryl, though this is season one... True. But in future seasons, we might be concerned with the fact that are they gonna are they gonna wear out all the possibilities with Cheryl? I'm worried we're going to get into Glee territory mm. now. And again, our our creator head writer dude, I can, uh, his initials are RAS, and that's what a lot of people refer to him as. It's Roberto Aguirre Sacosa or something, something to that effect. We'll get better at this part. <laughs> uh, but RAS. That's what they refer to him as a lot in articles and whatnot when he does interviews. So that's what we're going to call him. Uh, he was on Glee. He worked on Glee. So my concern with, with what happened with Glee was that you had some great characters and then they would do things and act completely outside of their character and not in a... There was no point to it. It was not consistent at all and it was frustrating. So mm. I really hope we don't get that. We'll just have to wait and see. Do we have the same honorable mention? Because I think we do. Kevin Keller. It's Kevin Keller. He's. Uh, I was thinking about that today again. I was just like, I love him so much. Uh-huh. Again, he's got some of the best lines like Cheryl. When those two are together, I love it. What doesn't put him at the top for me is that right now he's still a foil. He doesn't have... I mean, he but has... He's not, he's not a foil. He's he's a part-time character. Yeah, he, he, he's got the stuff with Joaquin, and I'm sure that could grow over time, but... The the thing I would think is, it's, even if he gets a subplot, it's only ever going to be that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the thing for me of, I just don't know that we're ever going to get to see that deeply into his character. Though, you know, they last four or five seasons, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see them putting a firm end date at five seasons on oh. the show but i mean like that's they just haven't gotten there with his character yet and so Agreed. that's that's why i think he's honorable mention he is, is because we just have so much love for him <laughs> i i like and him. everything he I says i like his character um he's funny he's also very earnest and you know when we have the drive-in episode where uh, that's episode four um where you he's saying you know it's just a standard thing to go to the drive-in with your your best guy or girl 
mm-hmm. and he's sad because he's alone. Like you feel bad for him. Um, and then I also really like that right out of the gate when we meet his dad, the sheriff. Dad knows he's gay. Dad's cool with it. Yep, there's no problem. I like all that. His dad's gonna have a problem with his boyfriend, not because it's his boyfriend. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about <laughs> talking about season it. one. I can't help it. All right. Um, all right, on to now. Who's the best parent? Okay, best and favorite are different things. Because <laughs> I think it's very well established that the best parent is Mr. Fred Andrews. Thank you, Luke Perry. I love you, Luke Perry. You're our dad. Thank you, Dylan McKay. Um, is he your favorite? No, he's not. Who's your favorite? Alice. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. She's fucking nuts. In a wonderful way. In a wonderful way. She They've, they've given her a... She's wackadoo, for sure. But they've given her such... Um, they've given her a lot of meat. And I just... I want to see more of her. Every time she's in a scene, I want more of you. I want more Alice. Mm-hmm. Every crazy thing Alice does, that makes sense. What's weird is she's crazy in a very believable way. Absolutely. That's what's so fun about her. It's the difference... It's the difference with, you know, Penelope, who is crazy in a very gothic horror way. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense for the for the blossoms, mm-hmm. but Alice is crazy in a very believable parent way. Of yeah, there's parents like that. Like she's oh, yeah. she's fucking nuts, but there's lots of people like that out mm-hmm. there. Um, well, I mean, Fred. But if I'm gonna give my favorite, it's gonna be FP. Okay. There's so much deep with FP. The scenes that we get of him, I mean, just just the starting off with the whole drunk. Um, seeing him quote unquote drunk mm-hmm. and dealing with Jughead and trying to help Jughead and protect him and dealing trying to deal with all the different serpent stuff. Plus, he knows so much. <laughs> FP is the key to so many things. And he, you know, I just, he's, he's really good. And Skeet Ulrich, who, you know, I don't know has always been at the at the pinnacle of acting is acting his ass off in this show. He's doing a great job. He's doing an amazing job. We just watched Scream and he was really good in that. I hate his hair. Though. He's okay in it. He's we, fine. We haven't talked about it yet, but I, I have, I have opinions. I hate his hair. Um, but in this show, he's just, he's amazing. absolutely he's on point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he rivals Fred on that. I think maybe the only reason that Fred gets the nod ahead of him is because we get more of Fred this season. True. And later on, you know, we might get more of FP. So, something to think on. The uh, so now we we want to talk about. We call him the Scooby Gang. We know yep. him. We love him. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite moment from this season for each member of the Scooby Gang? Okay, I'm gonna start with Archie. Okay. What's oh. your favorite moment? Oh, I thought you were gonna give yours first. What's you want your, me to go? Yeah. Uh, drunk Archie. At the party. Oh, that's mine. Yo, I know. <laughs> do, you think, do you think she'll take me back? Val just showed up. Do you think she wants to get back together with me? This <laughs> is so great. That, okay. Second to that is, what do you think? I think it's weird. Yeah. What does Betty think? She thinks it's weird. <laughs> Archie's at his best when he leans into the kind of oblivious archiness. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes... God, those early episodes, and they're trying to make him so real and dark and earnest. Yeah. And then later on, they finally let him be like, yeah, he's kind of the dumb oaf, and that's okay. 
Oh, for sure. And, and he's not. He's he's perfectly intelligent. He's not an idiot. He's just kind of the clueless kid. Mm-hmm. He's he's the kid out of the whole group. Oh, All yeah, All the rest absolutely. of them have lived these weird lives where they're forced to kind of be adults, and he's they the have, only one who still kind of gets to be a kid. They have darker things going on. Well, yeah, they have darker things going on except for Archie. You know, the worst thing that had happened to Archie at that point was his mom left. His parents were getting divorced. He had sex with a teacher. Prior to the show. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. See, and yeah, and then he had sex with a teacher, which is a lot of 16-year-old kids' dreams. <laughs> Ooh, that's walking into a, a not great place. Um, yeah, no, Drunk Archie Drunk is my Archie. favorite. Drunk Archie, yeah. But I think, yeah, I like that, that that leads into it's also all those moments where we just see him kind of be the doofball. Oh, yeah, he's still a kid. Yeah. Um, Betty? Mm-hmm. My fun moment is the B&E with B&V sequence. Okay. <laughs> when she's like, I remember how to do, I remember how to open this part up. <laughs> Starts, like, hot-wiring the car or whatever. That was not the B&E with B&V. When they're breaking into Grundy's car. Oh, okay. Yes. That that actual sequence. B&E with B&V was the oh, okay. episode two. Never mind. Yeah. But I meant the, the car sequence when oh, they break okay. into Grundy's car and find the gun. Oh, yeah, And she great. mentions her first Nancy Drew moment. It's like, I learned that from the Nancy Drew detective. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very her. Um, my favorite. Oh, well, I had... Okay. Okay. That was, that was yeah. my sort of fun answer. Oh, okay. My real answer is episode one with Archie. Yeah. Was that what you were gonna say? Yeah, I I wrote two, and that was that was my main one. Is the episode is the "Do You Love Me?" <laughs> like it's heartbreaking, and it's perfectly done, and it's beautiful. It's great, and I, and I like and believable because I, I thought about there's all these other moments of that, and I I sort of just I settled on this is the first moment that we see her her breakdown. This is the first moment we see that entire veneer break for her. And then every other time after that, it's just pulling those layers away. But this was this was the part where we were like, "Oh wow, she's good." <laughs> so, um, yeah my my second one was the ponytail moment when they go to the Sisters of Silent Mercy. Pull the ponytail when, tight. When she was like, "Let's go." Yep. Pull, like I let la- <laughs> that one doesn't have a lot of me, but I think that's my favorite little thing that she did this season. It's very Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Veronica. It's that post-party scene with Archie. Okay. That's a good one. Because that's the best acting we see from her character mm-hmm. by far. And it's the most real we see Veronica. Veronica still has all these airs that she puts on. True. Um, Absolutely. And, and the status game she plays. But that moment to me, that was the moment that shined through of like, Okay, you are gonna be good. We just need to like we just need to give you some moments to play in that. Mm-hmm. So I, that whole scene where she's just down to earth and real with him and just like they they're flirting but not really like they're just being normal kids who are dealing with a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> Fair. Okay. So, what was your favorite moment with Veronica? Uh, when she was comforting Cheryl after at the pep rally. Mm. Um, I really liked Cheryl, who uh, this this is the first time we see Cheryl be vulnerable and upset. Right, and I kind of let down that veneer. Um, and Veronica was the only one to go 
uh, comfort her. And that was selfless. There wasn't an alternative motive. It, and the whole, the only thing where it became about something else is when she heard her say, um, I wasn't supposed to be alone. Like that's, right. that kind of brings her out of it, but that's, you know, not her fault. Um, I, I liked that. It's like, okay, so we know Veronica has been a heinous bitch in her past, but here's something that's kind of pure. Like well, that's it. That's an honest moment. And Betty did show up. I mean, she did, but Betty, Betty, yeah. Betty saw Veronica go and immediately made a beeline too. But that's who Betty is. True. And so I totally take your point on that. That's right. a good one too. I mean, both of those scenes. There were. Th- we've been really hard on Camila Mendez. We really have. There are some good moments for her. Yes. And I do think it as has we go, more to do. I think it has a lot to do with writing. Yes, it has to do with the me- what they've given her character it ha- and then it has to do with she's completely inexperienced yeah and she's next to some people who are doing some really heavy lifting yeah but i think as the season went on you totally see her start to better. come into her own and i think with time it's just gonna get better for her agreed so i like i say we've been really hard on her but i think right. those those two moments think all season she's been the weak link but those two moments testify that there's there's, there's, there's good stuff there yes and, I mean, she's not going away, so no. she's Veronica. Yep. Last one is Jughead. Mm. Okay, so there's an easy answer here, which is any scene with FP. Fair. But if I'm going to pick one, it's going to be that scene outside the police station when his dad shows up, oh. quote-unquote, drunk. Where, where Jughead says, I'll come, and, and FP says, no, you. And I, I need time. he's about to lose it. Yeah. And and again, it came back to like there were so many moments, but I, I it, because there were so many, I just decided I'm gonna go to the first one mm-hmm. of those things, and that was like the first. There's so many good scenes in that episode, but that one for sure just hammered home. Because, oh, because I agree. you know FP is totally out of control. Yeah, and Jughead knows that there's only one way to calm him down. Fred's not going to be able to do it. Archie's not going to be able to do it. He has to step up and do that. And so that, to me, was just... That was when I was like, dang, man. (laughs) This is real. Yeah. That's that's a hard one. Yours? Uh, Seeing his dad in jail. And it's that... It's that last one where Jughead's kind of yelling at his dad. And he's like, you had me. And then his dad starts to like, don't you ever come back here? And like, you see, you can see it on his face. At first he's like hurt and upset. And then he starts figuring it out. And then he's got that determined, my dad is not, is lying to me. It's just their eyes in that scene oh, are so good. They both, they both do amazing work. Um, I struggle with that one. But I think that, that was the reason I set that one aside was because it was both of them. Mm-hmm. And really that's, that scene outside the police station was so much just Jughead. And well, summed up Jughead's character. Well, and probably the hardest scene to watch for him was when he called his mom. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. one's hard. I can cry oh. about that now. Yeah. That one was rough. Oh. Oh. Poor Jughead. Juggy. Juggy. Okay. Let's get to happier things. Okay. This next season. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, Okay. We should do that next. You want to do that? We should at last. You want to wait? Let's do our bottom three things for the season and then our top three things. What's Okay, so we'll start. You're going to start with this one. What are your bottom three things from the season? The things that you were just like, please get rid of this. Veronica's costumes. Number one. 
They're horrible. They're not believable. I hate them. They're bad. Everyone else looks pretty dang good except for the heels in school and the bare midriffs. I can't, I can't go I can with say that. the same thing about Cheryl in some moments. That's fair. Um, hers, you when you see her with her family, it all like makes sense. Yeah, there's the gothic horror thing with her. And, Veronica and that's is inconsistent and bad. It's bad. just bad. <laughs> okay. My second thing okay. is the CoverGirl product placement. It is so blatant and horrible. It is. It's it oh, it pisses me off every it takes me out every time I see it and that's bad. It doesn't bug me. I get over it. It's However, what I will say is I what if CoverGirl only did it for that first season and then they drop out the next one? Are you going to like do a happy dance? <laughs> no, cuz I If you don't see a CoverGirl sh- ad. Well, and the, here's the thing is they've made such a big deal out of it. Where's the Riverdale line? Holy shit, yeah. And why are they giving us product names that don't exist? Give us the actual color you're using on the actress because somebody will go buy that. For sure. I got nothing. Where's the nail polish, the blush, the... It's... It's 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 in development. It's... They should have thought of that a little bit beforehand. (laughs) Like, they didn't have to do a big run. They should have done just enough... That they could they could track a product boot like a a, a cause and effect. Okay, last okay. one. And my last one is the dancing. <laughs> River vixens suck. Yeah. Cheryl and Veronica, from what we've seen on the show, cannot dance their way out of a paper bag, so they need to tighten that shit up. Okay. Yeah, I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> I am offended. If you're gonna dance, do it well. If you're going to do anything, do it well. <laughs> this is TV. Come on. All right. My bottom three. Mm-hmm. I only have one written down here, but I have the others in my head somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Number one is the references. Um, it gets to be a bit much. Veronica especially. Now, they toned it down by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But, man, if you have to rely on references to make your jokes and your show work... That means you're struggling to write a good show. Mm-hmm. It just does. If the references are pertinent and peppered, yeah, because this is a show with teenagers in a current environment who would mention pop culture. Absolutely, that makes sense. That's so just I don't, the world we live in, and I don't discount that. But it's this thing of like you've got to make sure that it it's like salt or pepper. If you put too much in a dish, it's just going to make the whole thing taste awful. That's fair. And so they've got to figure out a way to give these characters more meat and have them use references that sound natural. Okay. Nobody should be, you know, Veronica should not be mentioning a fucking Woody Allen movie as a reference to her character. No teenager is going to fucking get that. Not likely. A recent Woody Allen movie at that. A recent one. If It's one thing if it's an Annie Hall that one, that that first one, just bugged the shit out of me. No, I I agree. Oh, and then all the in true blood, uh, in cold blood, and the breakfast at Tiffany's. It's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. The episode one was really bad. It just later gets a little. It does get a little better. Uh, number two, we would be remiss if we did not mention Geraldine Grundy. Oh yeah, you. Re- I mean, I hated her, but you were like angry. I. I read there were there were articles and I think I read one mm-hmm. um, 
but it really did come down to that the more the more I thought about it the more the angrier I got about it mm-hmm. it just came back to they put in a storyline that could have had some really big implications for Archie's character mm-hmm. and I think did but they didn't talk about it at all Mm-mm. and then they wrote her like she was in a porn movie yep oh yeah when I mean it's they're like reverse Lolita well and shit shows have done even Lolita was more you know, double down on understanding the dynamics between those two. Like, mm-hmm. um, the thing is, other shows have done this, and they've done it well, and they did it like decades before this. Yeah. So the fact of the the fact that they went for that lowest hanging fruit available mm-hmm. and created this grossness, it just it it left such a bad taste in my mouth, and. I'm concerned that they're going to try to bring that back or other things like it to try to get people to want to watch it. I don't I, I don't think that's going to happen because just from what they've set up, but like it, it concerns me that they went there in the beginning. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um but I think I've said previously I would have liked it better if they had um if it had been like more of a flirtation as opposed to a full-on affair. Oh yeah. That would have been... that. They could have played that one out a little bit, and then when they got rid of her, because it was getting towards becoming something more than, like, a makeout session, then then it would have been okay. It would have been better. Uh, yeah. Um, and that kind of leads me into, I think, my last point. Um, commitment. Commitment. One thing this show struggles with, and sometimes it's actors, sometimes it's the writers, um, sometimes it's just, you know... The direct, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a lack of a commitment to certain things in the show, and I don't know if that's because they're doing, they're dealing with such a unique subject matter that this they're throwing not- stuff against the wall because they don't know what's going to land there on television. Mm-hmm. But you know, Cheryl's an example of this, where I feel like. In one scene, we've got her acting crazy, weird, spooky. And then the next scene, she's just kind of bitchy queen. And it's like, no, there needs to be something consistent in where your arc is going. I need to know why you're forming back into that. You can't just abruptly change that all the time. There were a few instances where I felt like a scene was cut out. Like in episode 12, the the drug reveal. There's a scene in there that's missing. Either it wasn't written or it was filmed and they cut it out for time. But this, there, there should have been a connecting scene where she starts looking in the barrels. Exactly. That's missing. And so I feel like maybe that's something that has occurred well, in a and, couple of places. And then it just leads into that thing. We talked so much at the beginning of how reminiscent... There was stuff of Twin Peaks. Now, I know we've gone on that a lot. And I think I've I've come to a better resolution with that at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Where I started to realize, okay, there's this one element that's going to go this way. Yeah. And then the rest of it's going to stay in this other sort of teen drama world. And Twin Peaks Peaks kind of did that. It It was more half and half. Yeah. But I just feel like in general, you know, they... They'll go in a certain direction... And then it's, you know, they'll go in a direction with a the character, they'll go in a direction with a plot, and then they just kind of drop it and never come back to it. And at a certain point, if you, if you keep doing that over and over and over again, it's just bewilderingly annoying. 
you just want to give up. Because you're like, you gave me like these eight threads that you need to follow up on, and I know nothing about them. Hmm. Some of that is for season. Some of that is they're setting stuff up for later. And and they had 13 episodes. Yeah. And this, I mean, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> well, they, we know they have a full 20 plus order. You could say that. That's fine. I just, in general. Yeah. Again, it may just be perceived on my part, but that's the vibe I get. That they're not being consistent and paying attention to how all of these storylines are merging together. Yeah. And so hopefully that as they go along, they start to tighten that up more. Because if they do that, that's going to set this apart from just a normal CW teen drama uh-huh. and make it into a really classic show. Hmm. Because I think this has the potential to be there. They've just got to they've got to make sure those things intertwine correctly. They've got these good arcs and stories, but they need to make sure they're meshing. And they're yeah. just, and and I think at, at certain times they just drop it. Okay. So, we'll see how they do in season 2. Let's move on to the top 3. Okay. I'll start this Favorite time. things, okay? First of all, that ice sequence. That is one of the best things they've done. I'm going to throw it down. The, the Scooby gang is genuinely terrified when yeah. they run out onto that ice. In, in every other scene, there's that little air of drama and acting that you get. Mm-hmm. But in that scene, it's all gone. All pretense is gone. They look terrified. And I will say this. Usually when they get to that type of scene in a teen show... It's like, it's a big eye roll. And here, it was really earned for Cheryl. We all got sucked into it. It made total sense for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was overly dramatic, but that's Cheryl. Well, it, and it worked. Oh, yes, yes. It worked so well. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, from Archie determined and punching into that, and I know that, you know, yeah. as part of that acting, broke his hand. Yep. To Jughead, you know, understanding we got to do something to the two mm. girls just being absolutely horrified not knowing frozen scared not knowing what to do and and cheryl being in a calm de- determined place mm-hmm. at the same time as that in the midst of all of that going on hmm. plus the visual the way they filmed it was really good they did a good job they, of that they filmed it like an actual film sequence as mm-hmm. opposed to just a low budget tv drama <laughs> okay <clears throat> um you know, we've dropped this in. Some of their music choices just slayed me. Yeah, some of them are pretty good, except for Fucking Believer by Imagine Dragons. Okay, well. We need to stop using that goddamn song and everything. But there was... I, I, okay, rant over. <laughs> it was the song by the band Savages that they used um, when um, they're pointing at the barn. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. And I haven't figured out that song. I'll drop it in the show notes. Um, I need to go find it again and listen to the whole thing. But that was right up my alley in that dark kind of grimness with the with the sweeping rock stuff. But also, man, anybody who uses fucking Nick Cave, I applaud you so really much. Good. Using Tupelo. And, I mean, even early Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds is genius. Mm-hmm. I love his stuff so much. It's so It's so dark and spooky and also cinematic and epic everything they do mm-hmm. so anytime you use nick cave you've got my heart congratulations and i'll say that cover of uh, kids in america is pretty damn good yeah that was it was good and the sugar sugar cover was fun that was okay 
So the, for the most part, the music they actually played, not bad. Except, I was pleasantly surprised. Except for that last one. That yeah, last that was, one was a big was turd. So the big one for me then is, um, and I know we joked about it with the incest stuff, um, but as on a serious level, the boldness of the CW to go there with some of the storylines. It's not that bold. Not the incest, but just in general. I mean, the sex scene in the last episode, that's not something that comes up that early on a show like this. That's not true at all. The first episode we found out he was sleeping with his teacher. Oh, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I just... M- maybe it was how they presented it? Okay, let's, let's be clear. I've watched a lot of teen-pointed... <laughs> television and you have it so it's fair for you to be surprised by this okay uh, let, let's like uh, i mean i was all in on dawson's creek 90210 party of five that wasn't a melrose place because that wasn't geared towards me at all uh glee all of that i watched it all so this is not none of this is surprise well, okay. i was surprised that they had the the last scene where they had sex because um, I was expecting that to be in season two. Beginning of season two, but I didn't expect the season ender. And for a second there, I thought Betty and Jughead were going to have sex. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was very surprised. And that scene is still fucking hot. Um, I don't know. It just it, t- it okay. took me by surprise in a good way. In, in a way that it wasn't just that they went there. It's that they went there. And again, it comes back to that reality aspect of it. I expected it to go there, but then for it to be so Lame. ridiculously cheesy, yeah. and I think it often is, they <laughs> went there and were bold enough to play it real. That's fair. Cool. And that is that is a bold choice for a network to do right. with teenagers at that. Let's get to your top three. My first one is Cheryl and Kevin's lines. No. The lines they drop, their banter between each other, I mean... Last last year, she told Betty she was looking a little too Betty Draper season five, which granted was a really good line, but it was hurt. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so it's vicious and it's it's very smart and it really it does really remind me of the Dawson's Creek Creek speak thing, mm. and I love it. It's great. I know those both are playing very strictly to stereotypes. I don't care. They're fun. They do a good job of selling it. Yes. Both of them. And they are both, perf- as their characters, they are perfectly primed for bigger storylines next season. That's a that's such a great thing of, you know you've got a good actor when you have a pretty rough sketch, mm-hmm. stereotypical character, mm-hmm. and the actor takes it and grounds it. Yeah, no. They that did, means you've they got great. two great actors there. Well, and I just think they're, the, they're both, when they make those references those they're just they're perfect they're earned and they they're they're a good stinger they have time did you get those boats they're amazing oh so good and he doesn't even say that line but oh it's so wonderful i can't this is riveting i can't breathe Breathe. i mean i think kevin's are a little bit better but when cheryl gets a good one she gets a good one so it's great cheryl gave us b and e with b and v we can't i respect that yeah Okay, my second one is I like all the comic callbacks. Um, I do. I, you know, I, I love Jughead's beanie. Yeah. That's a great way to incorporate something that is so, like, you, you if they hadn't done something like that, could, I mean, they could have just done a baseball cap and gotten away with that. 
but they did a beanie, which is just so much cooler. Well, and Betty's crown sweater. Betty's crown sweater is awesome. I ordered one. <laughs> <laughs> it's downstairs, actually. I haven't opened it up. Um, what was the other one that I... Oh, I, you know, I loved when uh, Betty and Veronica did a search for Geraldine Grundy and they showed the picture of the only great Geraldine Grundy is an old woman yep. with that weird fucked up... Co- I, I love those. They really need to give Archie a jalopy. <laughs> they need... I, I mean, it can be an just, old... It just needs to be a beat up used beat up car. <laughs> totally. And they can just call it the jalopy. I don't care. It's awesome. It makes me really happy. Those 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 little things just make me. I mean, pops chocolate chop. I mean, that's in the co- that. I mean, that was a given. But I like you know it's the all night diner. I like that that's where Jughead hangs out. And the uh, the little dream sequence. Dream sequence was great. That was super cute. I really liked how uh, they had KJ Appa's Archie dressed in that one. Yeah. Because that was pure comic book Archie. Mm-hmm. No, maybe he should have had saddle shoes on. And then maybe draw yeah. and maybe draw some freckles on him. A little bit, a little bit. Just a, just a couple of freckles. Just, just make him look a little heightened. So, yeah. And then my last one is really the pacing of the season. My God, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, you know, my, you know I've, ta- I've complained about Glee. Um, but this one, I can't look at a single episode and go, this one was horrible. Nothing happened. This is all exposition. There's no payoff later. Like... It was it was good. Like their their episodes, I think, are better. Their episodes that I think, yes, they could fix that. Which is true of any show. But I really liked that. From I trying to explain this. So like with Mad Men, which is amazing and a perfect show, mostly. Mm. We can forget about season two. That didn't happen. (laughs) Um. From epi- in, a, in a given episode, a lot doesn't feel like it's happening. But when you look at episode one versus the end of the, ep- end of the season, you go, wow, look at what we did. And I feel the same way here without that nothing happened in the middle of the episode thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think the pacing's really good. And I hope that having a bigger order in season two doesn't ruin that. They have more to work with than they ever did in Glee. Oh, fuck no! They had really? characters. They had music for storytelling purposes. Yeah, but they didn't have a built-in story concept. That can be a complete crutch, and that can also be your noose. See, I... Because if they get too far away in a way that the viewers don't like, that can kill the show. But I'm a fan of, of limitations. I just am. As oh, a, I, I As a I creator, I'm, I'm a bigger fan of limitations. I think the, oh, I, the whole thing with Glee is it's such an open universe that if you don't have the right person guiding it, no, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... Well, Ryan Murphy is not associated with this show, so I'm not concerned about it that, to that degree. It's going to run into the ground, and this show has a very closed universe, which is good for it. A, a more closed universe. I mean, I'm not saying there's not room no, to go out, but I'm just saying like, there's it is it exists in its own yeah. bubble, and that's I, good I that. for this show. And I really like the liberties that they've taken within the world. I really like how mu- how diverse they've tried to make the cast. Yes, I, mean, I know. The f- the, I mean, they made Veronica uh, a Latina, uh-huh. which is great. Makes total sense. Because uh, let's be fair, you really couldn't have moved out too much with Archie, Veronica, or you probably could have made you could have made uh, Jughead Hispanic. 
You could have. You could go. I mean, but you know, like you can't do anything with Archie and Betty. Those are supposed to be white people. Yeah, <laughs> unless unless you are intentionally going in a very different direction. You either have to go all the way, or you have to leave some of them alone. Like, yeah, I, and I I get. They made their choices, but I, I get your point. Yeah. In general, is they went for diversity. Josie and the Pussycats, and you know, we've got Kevin Keller there. Kevin as, Keller is not diverse. They could have made him way more diverse, but I kind of get why they kept him since he is a con- since he is a character from the more recent comics. Not messing with him too much. But here's why I say he's good: is that his gayness is incidental to his character. Correct, which I love. That's huge. That's yeah, a huge that. thing that. for to Absolutely. have a gay character that's just kind of a normal. Well, character. I also like that nobody cares that he's gay. Nope. Nobody. Nobody's shocked by it. Nobody thinks it's weird. Like when he's with Joaquin, it's like. Oh, they're so cute. But he's a serpent. He's a bad guy. Like, it's adorable. And Joaquin's adorable. And I love him. And yeah. I really hope he comes back. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Reggie, too. They cast an Asian American actor. Yep. Love it. Makes sense. It's, so yeah, so I, I love all that. It's reflective of... I like that all the pussycats are women of color. Yep. Great. It's, it's great. It's reflective of what an actual high school looks like now. Instead of what it would have looked like in 1950. <laughs> yes. Or 1960. I don't know when Archie Comics started. <laughs> I, I, I like the Hamilton line. It's, we're telling a story of um, of America then, but it's told by America now. So it looks like America now. I roll. I know. I'm a really big Hamilton fan. It's toned down a little bit. I got a little obsessed <laughs> last year. I've chilled out a bit. I think it's a good musical. Some, I'll leave it there. <laughs> it deserved all its Tonys. Let's just <laughs> put it that way. It has brought. It is. It will be taught for years. Yeah. It's. It has brought something new to the genre. That's true. Which is great. Okay. Okay. Now we get to what, what we talked we, about before. What do you want more of next season? More Kevin Keller. Like for real? I want a lot more Kevin Keller. Okay. Um. I also want more regular teenage drama stuff. I so okay. Consistency want, was on my list here, but you know what? I actually want that. I want more. Well, I just want more teenage moments. Te- I want. I want teenage problems. Yes. I want learning how to drive problems, after school job problems, too much homework issues. Yeah. I don't want I don't want it always to be who's pregnant this week problems. <laughs> like I those I don't it doesn't need to be story of the week. I don't I don't care who's on drugs this month. Well And I'm sure we'll get to all that. But I would like more of those moments of somebody being stressed out about their you know, their papers and crap like that. Here's what I would say is that it doesn't have to be the primary focus, but that should be sure. something that they layer in. So that there's already this extra level of stress on the characters. Well, and here's the one moment that they got that right uh-huh. was the homecoming dance. Yes, where she's where They finally got to that Betty with her. said, I wanna I wanna move this, I wanna give this to Ethel to take over so I can focus on the thing, and they said no. That needs to be how they do it. They need, because they've yes. got so much other stuff they've gotta to get to in the mystery. And element. it needs to be part of the side dish. Exactly. It needs to be side dish to the entree. Well, no, absolutely. Because it'll it'll just help give those characters real stakes. Oh, well, it, it, it'll ground them a little bit. Even more yes. than they're already out. Yes. Um, okay. And then you got one more. Uh, well, no, oh, well, uh, that's, you've, uh, got, can... you've got however many more. I'm sorry. I forgot. Who makes the rules? Not you. <laughs> we make the rules. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, I want more Josie and the Pussycats. 
Please yes. let Melody speak. Please. Can she say more than two words? Give give her a whole a whole thing. Let her have a story. Um David just pointed to her sign and told me to sit still. Yeah, you're fidgeting. Like. <laughs> it's an effective sign. <laughs> it is. Um What else you got? Yeah, yeah. I, I want more Josie and the Pussycat. Absolutely. Uh they were good. I maybe maybe some less cheesy songs. Uh, because that that Diana Summers song they did. Donna Summers. Donna Summers, sorry. That one was bad, and I don't think it showcased that those girls' talents enough. No. So I want I want them. Let's redeem them and let's give them more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give them a song an episode. And I I, I don't care. I'll watch it. I I want Cheryl to grow a little bit more. We've seen a lot. I want us to get more of that type of stuff from her. Whatever direction she winds up going in. Yeah. Because she's my favorite. So I want to see more of her. Well, I do. I do. I agree with that. I think they've done a great job now of setting her up to go in whatever direction they want. That's fair. They can take her however. They can make her a new member of the Scooby gang or mm-hmm. they can make her the absolute villain. They can go however they want to do it. And that's kind of cool. either would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially by burning down that house. That's going to have some fun consequences, I'm sure. Okay, what about you? Okay. What do you want more this season? Um, I put consistency. I, I also put, somebody had this podcast name, so I don't want to just take this for my own. Mm-hmm. But I loved the, the name Teen Peaks. So whoever oh, yeah. you are, great job on that one. There's some good ones. I really like whoever whoever grabbed it really quick. Hiram's Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. The puns are fun. Um. In terms of the storyline, I would love, I would love if they went full on Twin Peaks with it, and just went balls out crazy David Lynch style. Okay. I know no one would watch it. The CW would get it canceled in half a second, so that's not going to happen. Mayhaps. But it would be really fun for them to go into. So you, yeah, and you've seen Twin Peaks, but I, I, we haven't seen the new season. We don't have showtime. Yeah, but just. Just that element of pure weirdness. Uh, fair. That would be cool to at least have like a Bizarro World episode like that. Just some absolute like... Because th- those moments for me on that show mm-hmm. were the moments where I went, oh my gosh, I'm what... The finale of that show, I'm just like, this is beyond anything I've ever seen on television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is transcendent type stuff. It's transcendent. I, it was it's amazing so i i just for me i either wish they would go more in that direction mm-hmm. or they just try to play it straight and i'm okay then if they make the balance of thornhill and the blossoms well maybe not thornhill anymore but the blossoms are going to be that weird factor and then everything else stays more grounded i just want to know which direction we're going to go in mm-hmm. instead of kind of throwing it wherever um dark betty Oh, fuck yeah. More Dark Betty. We need more Dark Betty, and we need to know why Dark Betty. Well, I don't think we need to know why yet. Or or at least we need to start getting those clues. Correct. We, we need to they, start seeing they, why. They need to, start, they need to reveal more of that to um, us, because literally we only got her really once. We, we got actual Dark Betty once, and then and we then got... And then an acknowledgement that she's there. And then seeing the darkness creeping yeah. in. Yeah. And so... I just I want more of that. For sure. Because it's such a cool part of her character. Yeah. Um, and the last one is, I need a Southside deep dive. I need more FP and Alice. That's fair. Yeah. I need more of those two. All right. 
Um, we need to know what went on there. We need to know what's... We need to know what their past is. We got the history of Riverdale. We need the history of Southside. And what's up with the serpents. It, well, and uh, Hermione, too. Because she grew up over there, too. We don't know. What's this deal? Ooh. Okay. We'll get there. Talk about. We'll talk about that in our next segment. But, like, we need to, we need to get a Some deep... A, a good, deep discussion on that end of it. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's all I got. Cool. Well, all right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do, we're going to, uh, I have come up with some predictions. The TV genius. Yeah. We're just going to let you roll. Cool. Be your TV genius self. All right. Let's get to it. All right. Right, it's prediction time for season two. Uh, Tell them about your predictions, TV genius. Okay, well, just to be clear, I wrote all of these predictions right after we finished recording our episode, our episode thirteen podcast. Okay. Um, because once 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 we got all of that out, I was like, okay, let's think on everything we've got going on here. And so I did that because I didn't want to be influenced by any casting news or season two previews or anything else that was going on on the internet because it was starting to get dangerous. Yeah. Um, I I did all of this before I even joined Reddit. (laughs) And shout out to the Reddit folks. Yeah, Reddit folks, y'all have been great. Um, Hi, I'm, I'm the only one in there. David stays away from it. We're trying to keep him not spoiled. I'm going to be the, the, the virgin. That's fair. The non-spoiled virgin. There you go. Um, yeah. So it's me. I'm podcast mod in the group. Uh, thank y'all. Y'all are great. Um, really like, you know, everyone's, everyone's playing cool. And I like seeing that on the internet. And some of y'all are very, very funny. <laughs> so you make me laugh and help my day go by when I'm grumpy at work. Okay. Aww. So it's season two. I did this by thinking about each character first, and then as they connect, we'll talk more. And let's also say, I know none of this. I have not talked to you at all. I've just told you I did a whole page and change of... Predictions. Of predictions. Okay. Yeah. So there we go. So, okay. We're going to start with Jughead. That's okay. The first one. Uh, I feel like we're going to meet his foster parents. I want to meet his foster parents. Yeah. FP's not getting out of jail anytime soon. Mm-mm. The only thing I could see is that he's about to go to his foster parents and his mom shows up. That's the only other way they could play it. Okay, well, one of my other projections is that we're finally going to meet Mrs. Jones and Jellybean this season. Yeah, I could I see... Don't, I don't think... I, I mean, I haven't put too much on this. I will add more predictions throughout, throughout oh, the season. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I, I could see both, but I could also see the foster parent thing mm-hmm. being interrupted by, by Jughead's mom and Jellybean showing up. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen in part part one of the season. Why do you think that? Um. Well, they've made this big to do about him going to foster care and having to go to these other this other school. If his mom shows up, will they have a place to live and he can stay at Riverdale? That blows that whole thing. Well, that's fair. So, for plot device reasons, uh, we're gonna. I feel like let's meet his foster parents. I hope it's someone really cool cameo. I don't even care who it is, but I hope it's some cameo person. Yeah, you never like know. a good cameo. Uh, oh, 
Jason I Priestley. Let's do Jason Priestley. The only other thing, the only other thing we could think about is, is there possibly like one of the families in Riverdale takes him and not? No, he's going to the South Side. Oh, that's that's I've, already I for, a done deal. I forgot that part. I'm sorry. <sighs> don't get mad at me. Sorry. We've had drinks, but you don't have to get angry. Yeah, we had to pause so I could refresh my lady juice. I've got this wonderful Austin East Siders, Texas Honey Cider, guys. Mm. It's the good stuff. All right. So, uh, I think Jughead's going to excel at Southside. I think he will have found his his group. I think he's going to excel socially. Yes. I also think he's going to get in some trouble. Oh, duh. He's a Southside serpent now. Uh, Or or he's a Southside friend. Well, and and the only reason I, I put it there is I don't... In terms of Excel, he's going to find his crew, but I think that's going to get him into trouble. Oh, for sure. And that's going to be sure. that's going to be the problem there is that academically it, he's still not going to be where he needs to be. Well, you know how Fred said that uh, FP was big man on campus. Yeah, I think that's what Jughead's going to be because we already saw a glimpse of him joking and being happy at Southside with the other kids. Yeah, and I think we're going to get a lot more of that, which will be nice. Yeah. Taking some lady juice. Sorry. Sorry that for the clinking. Stuff. You're going to hear ice. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just the way it's going to be. It is an integral part of the lady juice. Okay. Betty and Jughead are going to grow apart. I mean, I, that's... I didn't say they're going to break up yet. They're probably going to break up this season. Yeah, at some point. But that may be season... That, that may be on the second half of the season. Can you explain that? I mean, we, we all know this... There's going to be a hiatus... In December. There's going to be hiatus, and they're doing a full 26 episodes, right? I think it's 22. 22, but they're doing whatever. they're doing almost a full network season arc, as opposed to just the 13 episodes. Yeah, so I can I don't I don't necessarily see them breaking up in the first portion, or if they do, it'll be at the uh, at cliffhanger at the well, and it mid season finale, and it may take some big event that breaks them up. Well, I think Jughead may fool around with somebody else. Who do you think you might fool around with? A lady serpent, most likely. Mmm. A lady serpent? A lady serpent. That would make the most sense. He's finally big man on campus. He's got a big group of friends now. Here's he's a cr- getting some he's get some unusual attention and I don't think he like sleeps with her. I think he like makes out with her a little bit. Can I throw out a crazy idea here? Sure. What if he and Cheryl hook up? Oh fuck no. She would not touch that and he... No, no, you're wrong. She's burned everything to the ground. It would be a really interesting curveball. I'll put that there. We'll just set it there. Who knows? No. I like to go pie in the sky. I'm not a TV genius. Season four. I like chaos. Season four. (laughs) It'll happen. I'm talking about season two. (laughs) Um, We're going to get some more FP visits. Um, I, you know, I, I think FP staying in prison for a while, um, especially because I, I feel like with him in prison, we'll get to know more about his Hiram connection. He's going to be all that stuff in Montreal. Well, I think he's going to be in jail. We're going to learn about Hiram um, through the trial because mm-hmm. I think that's going to be that's got to be FP's big thing this whole season is the trial, right? Maybe. That would be a real simple way to do it. It's either that or they cut straight ahead and just skip past his entire trial. I don't know. We could get um, we could get a little aftermath of 
We get a little a couple days after Fred gets shot and then jump ahead, you know, six months. Yeah. I mean, that could happen too. Um Okay, so that's all I got for Jughead for the moment. Now we get on to Veronica. Okay. Launch time. Uh Veronica and Archie, of course, are together. Uh she's going to become increasingly insecure and clingy with Archie. Okay. Okay. Well we're gonna we're gonna go down my little list with her and then we'll talk a little bit about that. But jealous, you mean? <sighs> No, insecure. Okay. And clingy. Um, her, we know her dad's coming home. Yes. And there's that's going to be nothing but tension. Yeah. And there's there's going to be at least one giant blowout fight between Hiram and Veronica. That's got to happen. That's con. That's a huge looming conflict. I mean, yeah. he threatened his own daughter. Yeah. And I think Hermione will become super Stepford mob wife lady. I think she's going to lean into that. Well, okay, but saying saying Stepford mob wife is a little weird. But she's going she she's either going to be a mob wife or a Stepford wife. No, they're two. Be the same thing. I feel like they're different. No, mob wife. She knows the biz. She knows my husband's dirty and this is bad. Stepford, I'm going to pretend everything's okay and perfect and just service my husband. Those two things can overlap. I don't know. I feel like Hermione is not that person though. She seems like she's scheming more. Mm-hmm. And scheming on behalf of her family. But I feel like the Stepford thing isn't going to play out quite that well. It might start that way, but it's going to crumble pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. It's going to be way more about trying to outmaneuver him. Yeah. Alright. More uh, for Veronica. Okay, more for Veronica. I think we're going to meet someone from her past. An old friend. Uh, my first thought was that it would maybe we'll meet Katie. Her friend that she was a super mean girl with. Okay. But when I think about... I don't think... Veronica wasn't a virgin when she slept with Archie. Yeah. She was not a virgin. I think... Because in that first episode when they're in the closet, they talked about, oh, I've... You know, I thought I had been loved before. I think whatever old boyfriend that she slept with is coming back. That's who we're going to meet. Which will make her insecure, which will be part of what makes her insecure with Archie. There are other factors here. We'll get to that in a minute. But that just... But why? <laughs> no, and I get why. But it's kind of the thing of like, do we just have to force a character to come in from New York City to Riverdale to see this person? Yes. It mm, seems, seems a little forced to me. Something to think on. <laughs> what else? Okay. So that's Veronica. Well, they A lot of these start to overlap, so we'll get back to it. Okay, now we're going to move on to Betty. Betty's going to keep trying to save Jughead. Yeah. She's already stated that fact. Oh, yeah. Um, I could see her... I think she's going to quit the River Vixens to focus on the blue and gold. Oh, yeah. No. I think that's that makes happening. Sense. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Polly's going to have the twins, and they're going to have really cheesy names, and they're going to be blonde instead of redheads. Okay. What if they are just pure redhead, though? That would be weird. Um, And going back to the River Vixens thing, Mm -hmm. won't there be tension between her and Veronica before that, too? Because they're going to be... Because Veronica's the new head of the River Vixens. That's going to be part of the crate, the the triangle of doom. Got it. (laughs) The triangle (laughs) of doom. doom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Betty's going to go find her brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, He totally lives in Greendale. He lives in Greendale. What is Greendale? The city on the other side of Sweetwater River, where Sabrina Spellman is from. We'll get there. That's a different thing. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so while this is going on, okay. Betty is going to lean on Archie more because Jughead is not at school. Yes. And so she's not on River Vixens anymore. She lives next door to Archie. Archie's her oldest friend. They're going to have, there's going to be more of them together, more of their closeness. That's going to be part of what makes Veronica insecure. Ah, yes. Yes. Um... I think Archie will also become a little insecure, especially if her boyfriend comes back. Well, Archie's constantly insecure. <laughs> True, I know, but it'll be made worse. It'll be made worse. Um, and then my last thing for Betty was that we'll get more Dark Betty, and I think Archie's going to see Dark Betty. Because I can guarantee you, Archie has never seen a hint of Dark Betty before. Yeah. He may have seen, like, protective Betty, but he's never... If there's one person she has hid Dark Betty from, it's Archie. Yeah. I think he sees Dark Betty in all their closeness. <laughs> in all their closeness. They're going to spend more time together. Closeness. Closeness. Suspicious. Suspicious. All right. Archie. He's going to become more protective of pro- protective of Betty. Okay. Uh, not only because of that the thing on her locker that happened. Yeah. But Jughead's not there. And so, of course, Jughead's going to be like, keep an eye on Betty. Make sure it doesn't go crazy. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, yeah. And Betty would be sad and crazy and, you know, and, and that's my girl. Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, I, I think he's going to spend more time with Josie. So there'll be more music. Yeah. I can almost guarantee you that. Um, and, okay. If we get old boyfriend yeah. coming back, old Veronica's old boyfriend comes back, that's going to make Archie insecure. And so then he's going to complain about that, those issues to Betty, which is going to add fuel to the fire. So you're just predicting a giant romance romance quadrilateral going on here with maybe some Cheryl Blossom to just light some gasoline on the fire. She's going to be commenting on all of this. Look, knowing Cheryl, she might be ready to just light some of those fires in there too and throw herself in the mix. Oh, for sure. For sure. And not just as a commenter. <laughs> oh, yes. And we better meet Midge this season. Moose's girlfriend. For fuck's sake. I, I don't care if it's in passing. What if Midge is a guy? She's not. No. Okay. Uh, okay, back to Archie. Um, I think Fred's going to be fine. Fred's not going to die from his gunshot wounds. But I think... That this he this is gonna lead him to sign the to accept the deal from the lodges to buy him out. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's it, it might scare him. And I think that's there's gonna be at least some tension early on mm-hmm. about you need to go with your mom. Well, that would fit into uh, if we get the the few days after Fred shot, and then we jump ahead. Which would which would be fine. It would be a great plot device. That would make sense. And, and it's Archie coming back from spending time with his mom in Chicago. Yeah. Do you think Archie's yeah. Do you think Archie's going to Chicago? Yeah. At some point, he will be going. Yeah. For, for sure. Oh, apps. Yeah. And is he going to Ferris Bueller it up? Oh God. <laughs> okay. So, and especially with Fred getting shot, we of course Mary's got to come back. So we're going to see Molly Ringwald again. Um, Ooh. Okay. I I, I, I say three, maybe four episodes with her. I don't well if we so here's here's a thought mm-hmm. if we stick if we stick with the immediate aftermath mm-hmm. and we're dealing with that for a few episodes mm-hmm. 
is she there to help take care of Archie yeah. and Fred? And is there a are they going to get back together type no, thing? No, I think if anything, we're Fred's going to finalize this divorce very quickly, especially if Mary comes back. Yeah, because I I could see Mary being like, oh my god, you know, I I need to stay here for my son and my husband because there is still something there, and I love him, and I certainly don't want him to die. And Fred's going to be like, I almost died. Goodbye. <laughs> it's gonna be something. He's gonna like go that. straight up midlife crisis on it. Yes, I'm also okay. I'm also predicting that we'll find out a little bit more information about the whole DUI thing after his mom left, and I think I could see Fred getting a pill addiction <laughs> as a result of his gunshot wound, gunshot wound recovery. Teen drama opioid addiction. Yeah. End of page one. <laughs> oh my gosh. That one was the best so far. If that happens, I'm going to like run around the room screaming excited that you got that right. That's going to be like, forget everything else. If it happens, that's going to be the one that you're like, holy shit. I think Hiram is responsible for the shooting of Fred. I think when Hermione finds that out she will start an affair with fred yeah okay okay i yep. can go i can roll with that yep the affair is going to be in earnest now yep um okay now i get some weird one-off ones so that's, that covers the main four those are the main ones so are there are there some big ones that you want to go back through and just like hit hammer home from that entire group the, the quadrilateral is a big one. The Scooby gang is going to start getting a romance rift. For sure. Um, with Jughead not being the, at school with the other three, that is going to put a strain on their relationship, which is going to cause Betty to lean on Archie. Archie is going to feel protective of Betty. That's going to make Veronica insecure yeah and that's going to create tension between veronica and betty especially if betty's no longer on the river vixens and veronica's in charge and might drive veronica and archie those things i will bet you anything are happening this season well and that's a huge i mean everything else is like bits and pieces that add fuel to that fire but those things are happening and then like your biggest one your biggest one for the parents is fred's gonna be fine He's going to finalize his divorce, and later he will have a full-on affair with Hermione. And the real question there is, are we going to linger with Fred recovering, or are we just going to jump past it? I don't, That's care. Going to be, I don't care. No, I don't, but I think whatever happens there mm -hmm. sets up how other people show up in the show. Perhaps. It, it kind of, whatever happens in that moment lays out the path of certain characters in True. certain ways. True. Um, I feel like that's a pretty big deal. Whichever way they decide to go with it. We'll find out in a week. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think Cheryl is going to try to be one of the Scoobies for sure. And she's going to be super fucking annoying. Because she'll be trying to be nice, but that is not her default mode. She does not know how to be nice. No. So that's going to that's gonna happen. She needs to be their anti-hero. And I have a feeling Penelope might be in an asylum at this point. No. I could see Cheryl saying that her mom set the place on fire. To get rid of her mom. Uh, 
that seems a bit much. All right, well, that can be my crazy theory. That Penelope's going to the asylum. I feel like... Maybe she's going to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. That might happen. Potato, potato. Okay, I already said that. I think Betty's going to quit the River Vixens. Yeah. Um, I think Kevin will be keeping in contact with Joaquin. Not early on, though. No, I think so. I think it'll be like, we've been texting. That would be awesome. But I feel like I there was such a clean break. No, that's fair. <coughs> but again, aftermath. And also, if they're going to pick up right after Fred got shot, that was literally like two days later. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but I think Kevin's going to find a new boyfriend, and I would really love if his new boyfriend is Betty's brother. Oh, yes. I really want that to happen. Yes. If it doesn't, it'll be fine, but it would be so great. That would be fantastic. Yes. I like it. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Um, and, okay, so we know Hiram's showing up, and he's going to cause some serious fucking problems for Mayor McCoy. Please. Okay. Please get so, rid of Robin Givens. Well, no, no, let's just set this aside. Please, for the love of God. Hiram has to be on point amazing bad guy. He really does. Because if he's not dark and fucking insane and sociopathic, it's not going to work, man. It's just not going to work. We'll see. I agree. But I also think that will, because of that stress and crazy, that's going to put a strain on Josie and Veronica's friendship. I want him I want him to be as bad as the bad guy was in Twin Peaks. I okay. really do. I want him okay. to be the true sociopath nightmare. Okay. Charming as hell, but true sociopath. I want him to be uh Christian Bale and American psycho bad. Hmm. Okay. That would be awesome if they make him that way. Alright, and my last thing is I want confirmation of people's virginity status. <laughs> Okay. Now, now, let me let me caveat this uh-huh. with if they never talk about oh, was somebody there first or not, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that because it's always prejudiced against girls. Yeah. So if it's just never talked about, yeah, I slept with him or I slept with her. But that's all we ever find out that they did in fact have sex, but we don't know if they were first, last, or whatever. That's fine. I don't care. Let's be a little more sex positive for the teenage girls. Yeah. Because that bugs me. <laughs> Archie, Archie and Veronica had sex. We know Archie and Veronica had sex. Archie was not a virgin. We know he had sex with Grundy. Oh, yeah. I bet he was a virgin with Grundy. That's fine. I don't believe Veronica was a virgin when she had sex with Archie. But if she was, that's interesting. That's I don't I don't care. But this is what I'm thinking. So that I I want some confirmation on this because I'm amazing. Okay, Betty and Jughead are virgins. They're both virgins. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Kevin is not. Ooh, well, yeah, he does fool around with guys. Okay, I don't. Well, okay, I, okay but no, no, do no, you no, think? No, no, I am not going to try and qualify. Uh, a gay man's virginity. Okay. I, that's fair. I'm not going to do that because that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't think Kevin would consider himself a virgin. 
So that's what I'm going to go off Well, with. and he's been... We know he's, he's been fooling around. He's fooling around at the river. I'm, that's I'm, risky enough that I'm we can just gonna, go with it. I'm not going to... I'm not going to get into those degrees. I'm not stepping on that landmine. I don't think Kevin would consider himself a virgin, therefore I don't think he's a virgin. Okay. Okay. I'll roll with it. Moose is not a virgin. <laughs> Reggie is a virgin. Yes. And I think Cheryl is a virgin. Yes, I would totally okay. agree with you on that. Okay. She's incredibly sexualized, but she is a total virgin. She is an everything but official intercourse girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe even not that. I can see that. She's so sheltered. No, she could be the blowjob queen of the north. <laughs> that, come on, the lips. Did you add? <laughs> I'm a horrible person. I've been drinking. Leave me alone. This is why you love me. No, that's not written on my paper at all. No, it's not. It just says virgin status. <laughs> you turn it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to drink more when we do these. Um, no, that has been a complaint of some other podcasts that people are like, they sound drunk all the time. We let y'all know up front, we gonna get a little tipsy. This is our review and preview podcast. Leave us alone. Let us have some fun. Yeah. We're not gonna drink all the time, we promise. Mm. Okay. So... That's so, it? Those are my predictions for that's season two. That's all your predictions? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the one prediction out of all of that? Mm-hmm. So, you, you've got all these predictions. Now, if one of those goes the opposite direction of what you think would happen, mm-hmm. how does that change everything? It doesn't. Okay. So, none of these things, if they don't go the way you think they're going to go... It doesn't change anything about how the plot's going, where it's going right now. I don't think so, no. Even if Fred dies. No, because his mom, because Archie's not going anywhere. Yeah. So his mom will come, and his mom will now be living in Riverdale, and then there'll be tension with his mom, because she's stuck in Riverdale, because she can't pull her son out. Yeah. Or because, and they won't, they won't do that one because it's Luke Perry. No, I know. And, but I'm, I'm and, just... and here's the other problem of that. Okay, well, Archie can't leave, but then his mom's going to be grumpy. So then we're going to get into the, well, Archie's going to go live with Veronica or Archie will go live with Betty. And that creates the same problem with Betty with the closeness. Yeah. So. Um, did I kill Fred? What Riverdale's is. Riverdale's going to keep being Riverdale. What is the most out there wackadoo, cannot believe it prediction you can make that's not on that list already oh fuck give me one of those um tv that genius hermione leaves Hiram for fp oh i like that it's not gonna happen i i like where that might go sure. game that out for me how would that work um well they have a history together so they know each other okay so they've got that um Hermione figures out all the stup- all the horrible things that Hiram has done to FP, but FP has never uh, ratted on Hiram. Do we get some prison sex? Conjugal visit, maybe. Now, let's throw this out there. What if Alice and FP hook up? That'd be awesome. But she's back together with Hal, and she's got to focus on these creepy twins she's got to raise. <laughs> the creepy redhead twins. They're going to be blonde. I want them to be redhead so bad. 
One. One. The, the boy will be red. Ooh, a Cain and Abel with the, one of them red and one of them blonde. The boy will be a redhead and be, his, name is, will be, his name will be something stupid Jason Cooper. That'll be his name. <laughs> and then the girl will be blonde and then it'll... It, oh, just watch her middle name will be Blossom. Or Fleur. It'll be some shit like that. Oh, no. They'll name her, like, Violet. <laughs> Violet something... Violet Elizabeth Cooper. That's going to be her name. If you get that I'll name. I bet you that's her fucking name. If you get that name right. Holy shit. Or Scarlet. We're going to jump up Especially, and down. Okay, now if the girl's a redhead, her name's going to be Scarlet. Scarlet Elizabeth Cooper. That'll be her name. Generation. Because she wants Betty to be the godmother, so her middle name's going to be Elizabeth. Riverdale. The Call n- that. Right fucking now. Riverdale, the new generation. Oh, that hurts my soul. <laughs> it might happen. Don't. Don't discount it. I'll make fun of it later. <laughs> well, that's all we got for the predictions then, right? Yeah, uh, let's take a break, and then let's go watch the season two previews. Yeah. We, we have not seen any of the trailers. Nope. We haven't watched that, and then we'll get into what those may say about my predictions. Oh, and we're going to chuckle at some bloopers, too. Oh, yeah, we haven't watched the bloopers. We, I, I didn't know there was a blooper reel, but holy shit, we got to watch the bloopers. I don't think it's very long, but yeah, there's a blooper reel out there. Yeah. I haven't wa- we didn't watch it because we didn't want to get spoiled on the first season. Of course. So. And then I'm going to go do some work so I can get some news to see how that affects my predictions now, too. All right, well, let's go do it. Okay. Right, we are back with our more spoilery section. So if you don't want to hear anything about casting news, or you don't want us, you don't want to hear about us talking about the promos, you want to wait until you watch the new season to hear any of this. You need to turn us off now and wait until next week. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk about the casting news. Um, I had said in some of our previous episodes that I had already heard that they have cast Hiram Lodge. Lodge. And that he's going to be played by Mark Consuelos. Who dat? He's married to Kelly Ripa. <laughs> That's all you got? Uh, he's, he was a soap star. That's all I know him from. Mark Consuelos. You going to look him up now? Yeah, you keep going. Okay. The next one is that Skeet Ulrich, who plays F.P. Jones, has been promoted to a series regular. Yes. Which is awesome. And Kevin Keller, played by Casey Cott, he has been bumped. He has been bumped up to a series regular oh, as well. Of course, he has. Makes me so happy. Oh, sorry, I hit a printer. Makes me really happy. Uh, next one is Ross Butler, who was our Reggie Mantle, has been recast this season with Charles Melton. Uh, Ross Butler. He wasn't able to be as big of a part of season one as they wanted him to because of his commitments to other things. And he had to leave the show because he is doing 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. So they recast him with Charles Melton, who is another Asian-American actor. So that's pretty cool. I like that they kept that. Yeah. Uh, So we should be seeing a lot more Reggie in season two, which is great. And, okay, this is the one that is a little bit not a little it's a lot spoilery and the only reason i'm bringing it up is because it confirms one of my theories my predictions for season two graham phillips who played zach florick on the good wife one of my most favorite shows ever he has been cast 
as Nick St. Clair, who is a former boyfriend of Veronica. What? Yep. How did you know this? I just... Okay, I did not know this until after I had already written all my my predictions. I knew they're going to have to bring somebody back from New York. If with Hiram coming back, they needed to bring somebody back who was really just there to fuck with Veronica. And so I figured, okay, it's going to be Katie, who she's mentioned before, or it's going to be whoever she loved prior to Archie now that she's got this new relationship with him. That's the best way to throw a wrench into things. And so I just, that's what I get. I guessed. Well, good actor. Great actor. I love him. He was really good. And he got, he like got to grow a little bit on that show too. Everybody got to grow on that show. <sighs> well, as in terms of being a child actor, he got to grow. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I really liked him. I liked his character on that show too. So I'm excited to see what he does on this. So that's all the acting. Oh, the other, they've confirmed that Molly Ringwald is coming back. Uh, they haven't said that she's going to be a series regular or a part-time. Like, we're going to see her. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's all the casting news I have. So we just watched, like, ten different versions of the trailer for season two. We found every single trailer we could possibly find. On and just YouTube. played it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, exci- I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I really do think they are going to jump ahead. Really? I really think that a lot of what we're going to get a lot of flashback things. Uh, well. I f- okay, I f- so I, f- it, I it doesn't even have to be a big jump. I feel like this first episode is most likely going to be right after the immediate response to Fred being shot and Cheryl burning down her house. Because we see her mom is covered head to toe in bandages. So I think she burned... Her mom. <laughs> her mom got burned too, um, and, and her mom was really freaking scared of Cheryl, which I would be too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like we're gonna get that immediate aftermath, and then either towards the end of that episode or starting with episode two of the season, we're gonna jump ahead. Be it a week, a month, six months, whatever. We're gonna. I feel like we're gonna jump ahead a little bit, and then we are gonna get flashbacks to to things like. We see a courtroom scene, which is probably about F- FP. I could see us skipping past all of his trial stuff and just getting a quick flashback of that. It could be something to do with Hiram. Like, I feel like we're just going to get a little bit more flashback stuff this season. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see, what else did we say? Okay, there's a wedding. Yeah. That we see Mary at. Mary's going to have to come back because Fred's. We see Mary shot. at, and we see Veronica. And Veronica is. Okay. Veronica's not getting married. What fucking bullshit. This is either some fantasy dream thing. Could be that. Could be that. It's a very common trope, whatever. And it's also a great way to throw people off. I, th- If it is not a dream sequence, I think Veronica is bridesmaid and her parents vow renewal. Could be that too. Because that makes a lot of sense for Hiram being out of jail and just as a, let's tell society that we still love each other and we're committed to our family. That type of bullshit. But they, they hint at Mary Winks. Mm-hmm. So that makes you think other shenanigans. Well, you know, Hiram will have been through this long legal battle and Mary is a lawyer. Let's 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 play devil's advocate. Sure, why not? That's all we ever do. <laughs> what if Veronica and Archie get married? That's not going to happen. That, then Veronica's pregnant because it's the only way that makes sense. <laughs> We're going to have a no. a red 
a no, redheaded Latina. Kid. I think I think the most the thing that makes the most sense is that Hiram and and Hermione are are renewing their vows. Yeah, that makes sense. And that and then they're gonna invite the whole town. And you know, of course, I I wonder if I don't think Mary grew up on the South Side, but she knows all those women. She knows Alice, and she knows Hermione. Yeah. Fred grew up on the South Side because he went to school with FP, and that was on the South Side. Yeah, that's true. Because they went to school together, so they grew up on the South Side. So Mary didn't, I don't think. I got nothing. I want more of that information. I want to see more. I I, I hope we're going to get into a little bit more of that. That'd be cool. Uh, what else did we see? Oh, we saw a another retro uh, Archie comic flashback, like mm-hmm. dream sequence. We saw the four in a booth together, and they all had their comic book look on them. So that I mean, that is going to be, a. I guarantee you, that's a Jughead delusion. Well, and they did they did do that for the posters for the season as well. That's fair. That was that was their big marketing campaign. No, it um, wasn't. Their big marketing campaign is the one that's we saw at the ball the other day, well, which is the 6. Okay, I just I remember that distinctly being the initial push that came out was them in that attire I, as posters. I think that That might have been a Comic-Con thing. I one I think it's a Comic-Con and an announcement. They're they're we are go we are a go for season 2 announcement. Okay. Because I have never seen that. You've so never is, seen those posters? Uh-uh. I saw I think it was IMDb. Mm-mm. I saw them somewhere. No, so it had to have been I mean, it makes sense for it to be a Comic-Con thing and you know hey, what? We're, we're a go for season two. It might have been Instagram. Maybe. Some enterprising fan out there had those pictures. Whatever, up. we've but we've seen a flash of them in the booth, and I that's going to be a Jughead delusion. Because yeah. the previous time we saw it, it was a Jughead delusion. Yeah. Illusion, whatever. I think it's a delusion. I don't think he's... I don't think he's mentally unstable. <laughs> he's in Riverdale. Come on. There's something wrong with all of them. Okay. Well, yeah. What else did we see? Oh, Archie's got a gun. Archie is freaked the fuck out. Archie's going to have some serious PTSD. Yes. And we saw Betty freaked out, too. So I think Betty's... So when Archie is talking in the trailers, when he's talking about what if he comes back, you can see Betty get like, what? What's going to happen? I feel like that's going to be part of how we get Dark Betty to come out in front of Archie. Well, and there's a hesitation, and, and Jughead picks up on it in the trailer. I think Archie knows who it is. He has a very strong suspicion. That leads. That also leads to your... Well, it leads to your flashback theory, though, mm-hmm. because part of what we see is that the guy puts Archie down on the ground and puts the gun to his forehead. Yeah, which... And so I think... And there's a hesitation told, that he's not going to tell people I think the guy that. took. I think the guy probably took his... I think we're going to see who that guy oh, is. Okay. He's going to take his mask off and send him a message. Yeah. And I bet you it has to do with Hiram. Uh-huh. It's a threat. It's like, I shot your dad but not bad enough that he's going to die. And now you know... Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. And that reveal of who it is isn't going to be till like, the end of the season. Or the... Probably the hiatus. Mid-season finale. Okay. Hmm. But it might be somebody... Oh! The flip side of that, though, is it might be somebody we already know. That's the only thing I'd add to that. Fair. I'm trying to think of who... No. Well... It, 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 
you know who I'm going to throw out there? Joaquin. No, Joaquin's too small to have been that guy. And yeah. Joaquin went out, is out of town. Oh, that's true. It is a it is a it's large a, guy. It's a larger guy. It's probably one of the guys who was on the crew. Um, I might don't care. The, might be that serpent guy that gave Jughead had the jacket. Here's the thing. Before they reveal it officially that he's the one who 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 did it, we're going to meet him. We're going to meet him for sure. He's going to have a name. And then later it'll be revealed that that's the guy who, who shot Fred. Yeah, it could be. And that's fine. Um, oh, we also got that. We see Jughead in a Pops uniform. So Jughead will be working at Pops. And we also shot, saw a shot of Betty um, in a Pops waitress uniform. So they're going to be... They're, That's going to be one of Betty's schemes to keep them together. Maybe. I bet. It'll last very little time. I can see Jughead keeping that for a while because he's got he needs to make some money. Yeah. Um, and, you know... This is probably not, you know, a shooting at the local place. It's not going to do good for business. No. So, okay. They're good trailers, though. I'm excited. Trailer's going to be fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just a week. One week out. Yeah, so the new episode is on Wednesday, October 11th. We're going to record our episode on Thursday, October 12th, so it'll be available for you on Friday, October 13th. Nice. Yeah, and then that's the schedule we're going to try we're going to try to keep through the rest of the season. We we're not watching live. No, we are we cut the cord on cable, so we'll be watching this through the CW app. Mhm. And so if we're a we'll, so we'll watch it Thursday night and then record I'll be up for you on Friday. Pretty much. Yeah. We got anything else? No. It was an epic sweep, guys. Yeah, we really, really pushed, pushed this one. This is fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys in a week. All right. Bye. That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes. And for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.